0: Do you know the difference between guilt and shame? Most people don't. They use the word guilt when they mean shame. They use the word shame when they mean guilt. So they get confused. Well, let me explain to you the difference. Guilt is about what you did. Shame is about who you are. Guilt is the bad feeling you have for having gone too far and done something you should not have done. Shame is the bad feeling about yourself for not having gone far enough. 2 Corinthians 7 tells us that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. I know Paul is talking about the kind of guilt that leads us to God, but he's also explaining to us that there are two kinds of guilt. The first kind of guilt is called godly guilt or healthy guilt, and that guilt is based on love. That guilt is the bad feeling you have that makes you want to make amends when you realize that someone who loves you has been hurt by you. That's healthy guilt. And even the most guilt-prone people among us don't have a lot of psychological problems if they're experiencing healthy or godly guilt. But there's a second kind of guilt. that's called neurotic guilt. And this kind of guilt is based on fear. This kind of guilt is based on the fear of retribution and the fear of being found out. That kind of guilt can go on and on and on even till death. And the reason neurotic guilt is such a problem and is so toxic is because it is laced with shame. Now shame is the feeling that you are unworthy of love. Shame makes you feel defective, like you don't belong, and as, it's as if you're going to be rejected. Now shame is much more toxic than guilt. Psalms 139 tells us that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Shame is believing the lie that that's not true. Now let me give you an example of how this gets confusing. People often go through divorce and they have this terrible feeling of failure. I heard a man say to me recently, oh, if only I had purchased that house, or if only I hadn't been so focused on finances, then she'd still be with me today. Or I heard a woman say, oh, if only I hadn't been so focused on the kids, or if only I hadn't been so focused on my career, then he'd still be with me today. They're confusing guilt and shame because you see, if you weren't left for what you did, that means you were left for who you are. And that is a much, much more painful feeling. The problem is that these people are using guilt as a defense against shame. And when you do that, nothing gets resolved. The healing for guilt is forgiveness. And if it's a healthy or godly guilt, it's a kind of guilt that makes you want to seek amends and seek forgiveness. And when you receive the forgiveness, it heals guilt. But the healing for shame is courage, vulnerability, and acceptance. The spiritual word for acceptance is grace. You have to have the courage to acknowledge that you feel shame, the vulnerability to express that shame to God or others, and then experience the grace or acceptance that comes from feeling acceptable even when you don't believe that you are. This is the only way to heal it. And when you heal your shame, then you restore the belief that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Did you know that the emotional part of your brain is many times faster than the thinking part of your brain? That scientific fact led me to write my new book, Spiritual Wisdom for a Happier Life, How Your Eight Key Emotions Can Work for You. I'm very excited to let you know that Revel is bringing that book here to the United States and publishing it in English because it has already been published in other languages and sold about 250,000 copies already. I believe that if you can harness the power of those eight key emotions, you're gonna live a fuller and richer life and be able to be in a more complete way, the person that God has created you to be.